All right, everybody, welcome into Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the love and support. If you can, it would be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Thank you so much for doing so. On this episode, got a little bit of a different vibe for, for this one. Uh, Swipe and I, we recorded a couple of videos in advance that are going up on the YouTube channel on Mile High Sports. Make sure to check those out for sure. But I wanted to be sure to upload it to the audio side of things, just in case nobody's following the YouTube channel over here on the Pickaxe feed. Doing some great stuff over there. Obviously doing some great stuff over here too. Wanted to make sure you had access to both conversations. We had two different conversations here. The first was about Nikola Jokic and his MVP candidacy and what he is doing so far this season. The second is about the in-season tournament. Something that will be, I think, a fun conversation for people to hear. Both of these run about 13 minutes apiece, and I thought that they were pretty valuable, so I wanted to put them together on one feed. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the show. And now, here is myself and Swipe Up. What's wrong with Nikola Jokic? I mean, what what we're seeing is like unprecedented. I think that like when I'm watching Joker, he just doesn't even look like the same player. And for me, that's confusing because Ryan, I don't know about you, but I thought that we would see a continuation of what we saw last year, like a 24 and a half, nine, you know, 0.8 assists, 12 rebounds, all that stuff. But he has like gone psycho. Ryan, like what is your your take on how Joker is playing right now. Well, I'm calling this Joker mode, dude, because there's only one person in the world, only one person in NBA history that can get into this place right here, which is dominating every aspect of the game physically and mentally. There are no players that do it like this and no players that do it at his size. That 30, 14 and eight that you're talking about, that is unprecedented production it's unprecedented levels he is so far clear in the mvp conversation in the best player in the world conversation and he just really turned it up when jamal murray went down it's like he understood exactly what the team needed from him and he just found new ways to become the best player he could be that's what he does he just understands what the team needs and he provides it every single time do you know that right now, again, this is all just team-involved stuff, that Joker has a, per NBA.com, has a plus 15.2 net rating, and that Joker has a 121 offensive rating, 121.4, with a 106.2 defensive rating when he's been on the court this year. We were and, just talking, like, no, we were just talking about this, about like, just, just before we hopped on, 90, 90 rating on the half-court defense. Like, the way that he is impacting the game on both ends of the floor, a lot of the offense is going to be get discussed with him. And right. people still talk about him for, as a one-way player for some reason. Those are the uninformed folks. Those are the people that just are hating for haters' sake. He is doing it on both ends of the floor, is now having his best defensive season, like at, at least at the beginning here. He has gotten off to such a great start. And the Nuggets don't win these games unless he's impacting the game in so many ways defensively. He is tremendous. And I can't get enough of it, man. Like 
what he does is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Did you see what Jalen Pickett? Of course, you saw what Jalen Pickett had to say sure. uh, about Joker. He talked about the steals, like he controls every part of the game. He's calling out every offensive set the other team is getting into. He's quarterbacking. And then on top of that, he's setting up the offense on the other end. He has total control over the NBA game right now. So I don't know, uh, Ryan. I think right now, uh, I think the Nuggets are on their 2015-16 Warriors back. But Joker has almost got to the place where I, basketball is obviously fun. But he is just like, this is this is the thing. Joker's so good that he's literally trolling. Like, he's throwing random passes in the clutch, by the way, that he knows he doesn't need to throw. But it's just, why, why, like, why not? What are you going to do about it if you do go score and I have to go score? Like, what are you going to do about it? Or even, like, his shooting. He's just chucking threes. And it's, like, to the point where he's upset that he's not making three-pointers. And so he's going to, until he starts making them, keep throwing them up. Eight, six, seven three-point attempts making one or two shots, and he's like, all right, bet. But his three-point shot is plummeting in percentage, but he's still shooting it because I think for him, there's just a lane that he's gotten to that is just like, I don't know, bro. He's just playing incredible. Did you see the clip of him shooting and warming up with three-pointers and then just chucking in a, a random left-handed three-pointer and switching that too? Like, I did. A, a guy with that level of touch – and that level of poise and and just the the willingness and the ability and the creativity to do some of the things that he does. I'm going to start calling him Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's body because oh. I think that there is a comparison made there. Like he's not like that tall, obviously, but he is that, especially in the modern NBA, he is that dominant in so many different ways. And it has been really cool to see. Uh, he is far and away the MVP for me. And I, I know that we should probably talk about some other guys and and whether they could yeah. uh, have some sort of challenge to him, I guess. Like, what is it going to take for him to not win the MVP? I think is a very fair question. Well, I think that's the thing. I think uh, the NBA sometimes struggles with eras. But I think this is the most unwilling I think I've seen the league been to. This is a player's era. Like Jordan, Braun, it was like obvious. But I think Jokic, this is going to be his fourth straight top two MVP finish and arguably should be his fourth straight number one MVP finish where he's led the league across the board. You just don't get that. Like, that just doesn't happen. So, I mean, even Braun at times had a down year where he went from, like, all-time great to, like, all-NBA, then he would go right back up again. But Jokic is just currently riding this thing where it's like he's just slowly but surely – moving up this arc and it's like already a whole a all-time great 2020-21 now it's like 2023-24 it's like we've never seen this before remember his first season no player had ever averaged except for him and russell westbrook 26 10 and 8 in one season the next year no player had ever averaged 27 14 and 8 or 27 13 and 7 and 9 that never been done last year 25 12 and 9 and 9.8 we haven't seen that to that degree, outside of Russ. And then not the efficiency. 20 points on 70% true shooting. Now it's like 30, 13, and 8 on a 65-level true shooting. It's just unprecedented, bro. So, yeah, we've just reached a different point, man. This is a cataclysmic point in NBA history where everything now is kind of morphing around this guy that's getting talked about like he's LeBron James by other announcers. Like, 
You can't do anything about it. You just have to hope. Literally, Ryan, the game plan of other players. This is with LeBron and AD. This is with Kawhi and PG. This is with the Houston Rockets the other day. This is with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is with, shoot, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid. Win the minutes he's not on the court. That's the game plan. How do we load up on the bench? That way we can mitigate what he's doing when the starters are out there. Again, bro, that's just – it's just – we're in another – it's just another level right now. It's like the amount of times I hear pray when it when it comes to the, the actual minutes that Jokic is on the floor for the opposing teams is really funny. And I, I do firmly agree that a lot of teams are kind of giving up on the concept of we're going to win these minutes with him because you're just not because that's just right. not how it works with them. When he's out there, you know you're in a box. You know that there's only a certain amount of time that you're going to be able to take advantage of him not being out there. And he's so well conditioned now that he can play 40 minutes when he has to. He can play 42 right. minutes. He can play 45 minutes. It just right. doesn't matter. The Nuggets know that they can go to him at these extended places. They know that when they have to call on him to hold an even higher level of usage and an even higher right. level of uh, responsibility, he can do that too. We've seen that without Jamal Murray here over the course yeah. of these last few games where, like, like you and I were talking about before this, He's holding a high usage rate, higher than he's ever had. And he's just handling it like a champion, knowing what he has to do and just getting the job done anyway. 34 and a half, 16 and nine assists since Jamal Murray went down. Nine free throws a game. Yeah, he's just is like, all right, you know, if I got to go into this mode for a little bit, then fine. Because I think he knows when Jamal comes back. Because Jamal had streaks last year. We have his 30 points a game for, you know, several games in a row and 25, five and five for these crazy runs. Michael Porter Jr., great. And that's the thing, bro. Like, they're going to play these teams coming up on the road. And even in these opposing buildings, it's just like it's like King Kong's coming. And <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You know what he's going to do. Just try to mitigate the damage. What do you think it's going to take for him to not win MVP at this point? Because I, I think – or, or may, maybe what is it going to take for one of these other players to kind of exceed what he's doing? Or is it going to just take a, a regression to the mean for Jokic in a lot of ways? Uh, like, are we talking on the court? Yeah, on the court. Okay, because on the court last year, there wasn't really an argument. Um, this year, um, I, I think Embiid made really improvements. I think the funny thing is I think he's going to finish top two in the MVP race again, the way it's like kind of sounding so far. So I just think it's crazy. Four straight years of center dominating like this. Um, I think that for him – I don't know if there's a basketball reason because this is the thing. This is what I ask you. Who's going to have a basketball argument that's going to control the game like Joker is? Now, Tatum, as good of a scorer, not, I mean, his best asset is scoring. He's not a better scorer, not a better playmaker, not a better rebounder, a better wing defender. Sure, no problem. Giannis, Giannis right now, it's like they're struggling. They're not winning as minutes. They have all these things they're, they're, they're struggling with. Um, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, maybe. If they stay at like that two level and then, yeah. you know, his numbers, his shooting picks up and he's just able to carry it on out. But I don't think they're going to finish it too. So I think I that's either. where it comes down to, you know. I'm with you on that. I think that there are some things that some of these other guys can do. But Joel Embiid, kind of his his own little mini leap here with his playmaking, kind of taken away from the fact that Tyrese Maxey has just been nearly a borderline MVP candidate himself with the way that right. he's played. He's been awesome. Right. Tyrese Halliburton's another name that I'm going to throw yeah, out there as hey, a, a dynamic offensive leader and, and somebody who can 
uh, really drive winning in a lot of different ways. Luca is somebody who I would probably mention. Anthony yeah. Edwards, like he has had a leap himself, but he's just not in that same tier. He's not in that same right. class in a lot of ways as the all around impact of the all around responsibility of a, a player like Jokic. She's just yeah. doing everything possible to affect the game and to win it. And, and there has been nobody who has done it better than Jokic over the course of these past five years or so. This yeah. is his league. This is his time. And maybe this is his, his, his uh, LeBron stretch where LeBron wins the MVP in, right. in 2009, 2010, takes a break in 2011 for a weird circumstance, yeah. and then wins it in 2012, 2013. So maybe right. we're kind of on that track with Jokic as well. Well, I just don't see the argument against it. You know, setting the BPM again, PER again, uh, second all-time uh, win share 48 through 48 for the first 11 games of the year. And again, like, who's going to stop him? I think that's what it goes down to. It's like, even if – and you saw the Clippers do this. When they tried to double them, it's like, all right, cool. Like, put the ball up, yank, 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 yank. And it's like, you're done. You're cooked. And then and the thing is, Jason Tam did a great video the other day talking about the game, and he just talked about they ran that wedge play for seven straight possessions, and they got 15 points out of it. Well, that's just because what are you going to do about it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're if you're going to try to stop him as a scorer, well, that's the point. Then KCP's at the top of the key, Porter's in the corner somewhere, Reggie, AG are cutting. Now you have to figure, you have to literally scramble. You have to pre-scramble the best playmaker in basketball just because you're afraid of what he's going to do with the passer. Oh, and then he gets to a 70-foot conversion rate from – the three to six foot area and you're done. It's unbelievable. He's the best floater maker in the NBA. He is the best uh, kind of passer in the schedule or in the, in the frame of handling double teams and being able to see above the defense, manipulate the defense into ways where they, it just isn't going to matter what they do. Uh, So I'm with you, man. I think that he is quite clearly in a tier of his own right now. And it's, it's yeah. on the burden of somebody else, or maybe if Jokic kind of gets tired and Denver kind of gets into a rut where people then might, might start asking those questions. But through this early portion of the season, there is no question in my mind that Jokic is the guy that Jokic is the right. MVP. Right. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And uh, the rest of this year, bro, I mean, it's just going to be high level insane basketball. So I, I say this all the time. I think people should just enjoy it. You just enjoy LeBron at his apex. Just enjoy Jordan. You saw Kareem, Magic, Bird. Just enjoy it. Like, could you just, you don't see this, you know, and this is the first of its kind. Uh, and one of, and it's going to be one of one. Like, they're going to be impersonators. Shabonis is a great player. Alperin Shingun's a great player. But at the end of the day, you're just never going to see this again. All right, we'll be right back to pickaxe and roll. But first, I need to tell you about the refer a friend bonus at Superbook Sports. Did you know that you could earn 50 bucks by simply referring your friend to the Superbook Sports app? It's the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss their refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on that refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app. Share the promo code with friends and you will get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. This is Superbook.com. Four terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLE. So the NBA has debuted its in-season tournament, and 
I'm not going to hold you, Brian. I actually have loved what I've seen so far. Now, when we heard about it, we said, what is this? Like, so there's like an in-season cup that's like a trophy that counts as like a championship, but it's not the championship. We speculated, well, players actually care about what's happening. But I think LeBron's buy-in, the players' buy-in, I think around the league it's actually helped to amplify what it is. And you know what? Even if the jerseys and the courts are ridiculous to some people, what it does, it like actually heightens the experience for the fan and I think for the players as well. So, Ryan, if you had to give your honest estimation for your early and initial impressions of the in-season tournament, what do you think? Yeah, I was skeptical initially. I, I did not know what to really expect with this when all of the the jersey releases and the court releases were coming out. I was I was definitely a little skeptical, if I'm going to be honest. But uh, as we've seen it play out, as we've seen, hey, every Tuesday and Friday of, of November, that's when all the tournament games are happening. Mm -hmm. That's when all the group play games are happening. And it has been really cool to see yeah. the way that this is manifested. And I think the entire NBA audience has really started to get behind this thing early on. I, I'm sort of surprised by that. Yeah, and it's fun because I think now even, you know, we're getting ready for another in-season tournament game. This whole thing about like, oh, we got another in-season tournament game coming up. The courts are going to be there. I wonder what the opponent jerseys are going to look like on the court, you know? And I think like, it's just as cool. Like, it's just a new little feature to the league. Who knows if it stays around longer than this season? We'll find out what the play-in is, you know, play-in stuck. And that's what kind of reminds me of like the play-in when it first got dev debuted. I was like, 10 teams. Why would if you made seven through eight that you have to compete with nine and 10? So your record can be whatever. But then the Minnesota Timberwolves win the playing game. Granted, Paul George had to miss the game because of COVID. So they would have won. But Minnesota wins the game. And then you get the clipper, the, 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 the clip uh, of the players throwing off jerseys and screaming into the crowd and all this other stuff. And you're like, you know what? This is actually kind of cool. And then you see the Lakers make it in through the play and make it to the Western Conference Finals. You see them, the Jimmy Butler-led Heat, make it to the NBA Finals from the play -in. I think it actually has added some mysticism to the NBA. And I think now the in-season tournament, you know, who knows, man, it might add another layer to it. Like, hey, you win an in-season tournament cup and you win in-season tournament MVP, that carries you on for the rest of the year. It is kind of cool to think about. Uh, how are these in-season tournament champions, how are they going to be remembered how are the the tournament MVPs going to be remembered? Is this going to be kind of a lasting award? Is this going to be a fleeting kind of thing? I'm curious to see it, but uh, it's just it is very funny. I do I do agree with you firmly that when you're early on in something, you just don't know how it's going to play out, and right. there's natural skepticism in a lot of ways on is this going to be cool? Is this not going to be cool? I mean, Steph Curry's treating it like the NBA Finals, and if he's going to treat it like the NBA Finals, then I think it's important for everybody else too as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The Nuggets themselves have, have won each of their first two games. They've shortened their rotations in a lot of ways. They're trying. Nikola mm -hmm. Jokic is putting up some of the craziest stat lines we've ever seen. In in the craziest stat lines you've ever seen in the in-season tournament game. Never before <laughs> seen. Never before seen. They're, they're going to have to rename the, the in-season tournament MVP after Nikola Jokic when he, he puts up wilt numbers in this. Right. Look, I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I think that, like, again, it just adds another layer to it. I think the core combinations have been fun. People don't like the Bulls one. I love the red. I'm a, I love red. Red's my favorite color, it's, basically. It's hard to watch. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I disagree with you on that one. It's, it's, I like it. It's, oh, God. it's bold. It's like, 
Now, if the team was better, you wouldn't say nothing. If that was LeBron or, uh, or Giannis out there dominating on the red court, but it's DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic. Like, all right, you know, great. I get it. You don't love it. But in, in the Warriors, I thought I had a really nice court. The Lakers have an interesting court as well. So, again, it's definitely like it's definitely like a pimp my ride court. Like, you know what I mean? As I've seen as those used to be. But I definitely think that this is just a nice feature. And then, you know what? Honestly, it's for the kids. It's for the 2K generation, for the my player generation. They make their courts. They make their journeys. They you know, doll up their players with all this kind of merchandise and persona. And the NBA is just kind of buy into a little of that. They're appealing to a younger generation that already thinks this way anyway. So you know what? You might be 25 and up or 30 and up, and you might not love it. But I guarantee you 10, 12, 15, 18, by the time you get to be in your early, mid-20s, late-20s, this is going to be a part of your life in the NBA experience. And it's clear that the idea of a 500K reward for each of the players and the head coach, I think that has been good. That has been received well by the players. And you saw a play like players, including Michael Porter Jr. today for the Nuggets talking about, man, it's not just for like, it's a lot of money to anybody, even guys that are making 30 million a year. But it's more even valuable for those guys on the end of the bench who are either on two way contracts or minimum deals. Like it's life changing money for a lot of people and a lot of families. So you right. see guys trying really hard for the prospect of that, knowing how valuable it can be. So I hey, love it. Bro, brother, brother like me, 500 bands ain't, ain't doing much. Ain't doing much. <laughs> but you know I, what? Hey, yeah. I might get it. I might, I might get, you know, I might get me whatever Rolls Royce I've been looking at. It ain't going to do much for a brother like me, but I take Big baller brand swiper. Okay. Big okay. baller brand swipe. Swiping with swiper coming near you. The, the, uh, the swipe the cool collaboration of a generation right there. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so real quick, how do we feel about Denver's chances to win this thing? Because they've started out 2-0. Uh, Houston has not lost in, in their group play yeah. stage yet. So that matchup I'm really circling for sure. But it does feel like if Denver kind of wins this game on, on Friday here, it's going to be interesting to see if they could push out a group play and maybe win this entire thing. Well, that's the funny thing. It's like, oh, the good teams are winning. Yeah, well, they're really freaking good. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just I think Denver can win, but I think Denver can win just because they're like, should we take this game serious? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, all right, well, you, know, you have to deal with this full onslaught of Porter, Gordon, Murray when he comes back, Jokish, and then you got the defenders coming off the bench. Michael Malone making in-season tournament finals level uh, coaching adjustments and all that stuff. So I think it's going to be fun, man. I think it's just something else fun to do. Like it just gives them something to do during the mundane. Cause we're in November and December. Like, I mean, these players don't always want to play these games, but now if it's the end season tournament, this is know? football time, right? Like right. This, this for so many years has been football time where many right. fans, if, if they're fans of multiple sports, They don't care about basketball in the October and November months. And frankly, the Denver Nuggets kind of didn't either until uh, until December 8th. Oh, wait a minute. Bro, I have a perfect NBA scenario. Ryan Sharpburn, are you ready? Let's go. Ryan Sharpburn's here for you. (laughs) We will most likely never see Joel and be Joker in an NBA Finals matchup because the Sixers probably won't make it out. What have we got? A Jokic Embiid in-season tournament finals game with 500,000 in MVP rights on the line and regular season Joel Embiid. 
Dude, that dude's taking 40 shots. He no, he he might get 45, 15, and 5 that game, bro. For <laughs> real. That would be spectacular. I oh, might yeah. root for a beat. I yeah. might root for a beat during that game. Just hey, like, man. bro, go get it. Like, this is your moment. Yeah. That's a that's a fun scenario to think about. And there are so many other scenarios too that you may not get at the end of the year. Like what what about Jokic versus Giannis and, and Dame versus Murray? Uh, yeah. What about if it's not the Nuggets, then what if it was, I don't know, the Lakers versus the Celtics? Like I, I could absolutely see that being a, a way that yeah. the NBA could brand it pretty well. Uh, they'd right. be pretty happy with that one. So there's a lot of different combinations. What would be the worst in-season tournament matchup you could think of like for, for the finals? Okay, so uh, of so Utah right now is 2-0 and in, in their group. Like that would be, that'd be pretty tough for the NBA. Um, right. but in terms Trying of to sell the first one ever, Laurie marketing special, <laughs> man, who else is undefeated in the Eastern conference? Uh, Miami is undefeated. Milwaukee's still undefeated. Uh, Indiana, Atlanta's undefeated. What about Utah versus Atlanta? The Quinn Snyder bowl. I don't know. In Las Vegas, Trey Young putting up 35 full of three-point shooters. I don't know. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. Are you really tuning into that one? I'm not sure if I would. Look, I live in Atlanta. I like the Hawks. I don't know what to tell you, bro, and that would be fun to watch. You know what's funny? But here's the funny thing. I feel like you almost have to be – this is the two categories. You either already have to be solidified in the NBA, like Jokic, Giannis, Curry, Braun, Durant, Kawhi. You got to be one of those dudes. Or you got to be an up-and-coming dude, you know, like Tyree Halliburton, in-season tournament MVP, De'Aaron Fox, or, you know, one of these other players, SGA, though, this is a launch pad for the rest of the season. You know, and, right, this is who we thought he was. But if this is Embiid, Booker, or one of these dudes that are solidified and their first thing that they win and only ever win is the in-season tournament, you're about to see the clown show of the year on NBA Twitter. Man, that's the only thing that they got. Only, only way, <laughs> only way you're ever going to get a championship is the one that wash out in the second round, and the only thing you have to show for it is an in-season tournament cup. I'm telling you, the, the jokes write themselves, Brian. I'm just ahead of it. Man, he is the maestro himself, Swiper. Uh, this is going to be fun. I, I have loved I've loved the in-season tournament and every little bit of layer that we get. I mean, we got fights from it, too. So, like, this thing, it doesn't matter. Multiple <laughs> fights. Like, people care. Zero, zero scores. And Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve Kerr talking about, if you look at the tape, Jaden did grab Clay first, and Draymond was just trying to protect his teammates. Like, all right. All right. All right, Steve. Okay, no problem. Five game suspension. Oh, man. This Whoa, is going to be First fun. player suspended in in season tournament history. Oh, that Draymond would get that award. <laughs> he would. That's, that's the one. You know what? People are talking about he doesn't want to play with Steph. He just want to be the first player eliminated from the in season tournament. On a 0 0 score, right. <laughs> My God. That was insane. Oh, man. Well, this has been fun. This is a good conversation about the in-season tournament. Why don't we do this again in a couple of weeks when the when the group play is all wrapped up? I think we could yeah. we could definitely chat about this, see where things stand at that point, and then maybe make some predictions on the bracket. That would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited, bro. Let's do it again, man. Because there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this. A lot of stuff to talk about. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, we will talk to you guys very soon.